As you take a seat, just say hi to a few folks around you. Praise God. It's good to see all of you this morning. Good to see all of you online. Thank you for watching and all of you here in person. It's great to be with you today to worship with you and to come to, uh, to come with you into to the word of the Lord today. Let me invite you to open up your Bibles to Acts, the book of Acts. Yeah, and uh, it'll, these, these uh, verses will also be on our screen as we go through some of these today, but uh, we're beginning a new series today on the book of Acts, and uh, there's a lot of things in the book of Acts that happen and uh, that we're going to kind of mention today but, um, and, and, and how we're going to get into that, but I am, uh, I'm excited about going through this, uh, and it's often referred to the Acts of the Apostles, but and it talks a lot about Paul and a lot about Peter and uh, a few, a couple of other guys and ladies. But uh, really, it's it's really about the acts of the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit who works and moves through the life of people. And uh, there's all kinds of things in here, uh, signs and wonders, miracles. And uh, listen, those things we pray for today, those those things were happening uh, just like clockwork. In, during this time that we're going to go through in the book of Acts. They, they like thought it and it happened. Uh, you'll see stories about uh, they take somebody's handkerchief and pray over it and give it to somebody and who they gave it to gets healed. Uh, it talks about people who uh, their shadows when they're walking and their shadows cast uh, a shadow and someone who walks through that shadow got healed. I mean, stuff like that was going on and uh, I mean, they were they were just doing some, the God was working in such what we would make, might call kind of weird ways, but uh, that was the norm, man. That was the norm for how the Holy Spirit was working because he was changing lives. He was transforming people. He was causing people who were lost to be found, people who were twisted up in religion and, 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 and lost in different ways of the world, man, and they were being uh, profoundly transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit and uh, that's not just something. That's not just something we can read about that took place. But as we read about that that took place, we can tap into that and realize God still is doing that and wants to continue to do that in the life of His people. And that, that when we raise our hands and we name a thing and we say the name of Jesus is over that man, I want to see the promise of the manifestation of God's healing and God's hand come about on those situations. Now, Grant, I know it doesn't happen every single time, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't stop believing and we shouldn't stop asking and we shouldn't stop praying and we shouldn't stop living in faith and believing God to answer in us in those ways uh, because God will never answer 100% of the prayers we never pray. But we pray and he has, we give him that chance that opportunity to do so, and uh, man, and it doesn't, it, and I just, I just want to see the life of this uh, become greater and greater in our day and time as, as, we, as we live, because really, truly, uh, people aren't looking for fancy, people aren't looking for people who, you know, people who think they have their life all together and show no cracks and show no show no uh, problems. They, they want to see reality. People in this world want to see reality, and part of reality is, is letting the perfect God work through imperfect people. And, and that's what Acts is really, that, man, it shows a lot of those types of things going on. Uh, just to quickly kind of give you uh, a little bit of a background on this as we are, because we are starting this series today, uh, we're going to take a little time. It's 28 chapters, 
and uh, we're going to take basically from now through uh, up until about the end of uh, November, roughly around the Thanksgiving time frame, and we're going to travel through Acts. If we get through it, fine. If we don't, we'll we'll table some of it and and uh, for a later time and come back to it. But um, we're gonna we're gonna just take some time to go through this. There'll be a few weeks where we'll take a little break from it, and there'll be another focus on something. But Acts is going to be a big part of of our of our future and um, moving ahead as we draw from his word there. Luke is the one who wrote it, uh, the same one who wrote the gospel of Luke. Luke's a physician, and uh, he was a friend of the apostle Paul. Um, we, he wrote it kind of late A.D. 60s to early A.D. 70s, which is about 35 to maybe 40 years after the life of Christ on, on earth. And, um, and so... Uh, it, 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 it chronicles so much. Uh, tell Paul we said hello. <laughs> it chronicles a lot. It really chronicles about how the church of Jesus began, about its expansion, and uh, the, then again, the various ways that the Holy Spirit worked through the church. And uh, you're going to see, we're going to talk a little bit about this today, you're going to see how the same, the same pillar of fire that, that led the whole group of Israel through the wilderness years uh, is the same pillar of fire that fell on an upper room of about 120 believers and, uh, and, ch- and changed their life in the, in their, in the future. And um, the, you see how that was the explosive beginning of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and that resulted in quite a few different things. That's still a topic of discussion and teaching today. That because not everybody has has a handle on all of these things, and that's because no one has a complete handle on God. Other than we know this, He is love, and out of His love for people, out of His love for humanity, He will express Himself in ways that sometimes don't make any sense. Does not make any sense to us, uh, but He has a way of reaching the heart of a person, and we should never discount that. Uh, you'll see, we'll talk about in, in the coming weeks how Paul prior was Saul, his conversion, his calling, uh, his missionary journeys and what all of those were about and how, how it applies to us today. But bottom line, we're going to see how God um, doing what only God can do and the same God that worked then is the same God who's working today. That truly God is still alive. God is not dead. God's not scared. God's not running from anybody, God, God, I had this picture earlier as we were worshiping, singing that song about I will exalt you and different ones and how it said that part of that was because you're with me, that part because you were with me. And I had this picture that, that Jesus was like holding, holding my hand and he was walking out in front of me and he was clearing the way like that right there. And, but he, he was just doing it with one hand and he was holding my hand with his other hand and, uh, and he was just clearing the way of where we were going and uh, the thing about that is this, he has already been where you and I are called to go. And that's why he's our guide. That's why he's our leader, because he's already been where we are called to go. And therefore, we don't have to live in fear or anxiety because he's already been where our life is called to go. And because he's already been there, he knows how to clear the way and he knows what to do and knows how to navigate us along the way. He's been where you currently are right now. He has been sitting in the same position that you are sitting in right now. And he's not scared, but he is compassionate and he is concerned for you. 
and he does care for you. But he says as you hold on to him, trust in him, lean on him, rely on him, he will help you get where you are called to go. Amen. Amen. I got a yeah from the front row. I'm doing something good, I guess. But Acts, man, is so full of all these things, and real, and these are real stories, okay? These are real things that took place, and uh, the thing is, Acts, you know, it confirms the, the identity of the church. It, it confirms um, who the church is called to be as community of people who follow Jesus, and one thing's for sure, the Holy Spirit is at the foreground of all of this. He's not a backgrounder. He's, the fo- he's in the foreground of the church and how he uh, gives the church, the people of God, gifts. And he works through the church through those gifts. And he works through the church with, to produce signs and, and wonders and miraculous things. And he, he's there to help lead the church. And the Holy Spirit was, uh, works to ensure that the life and work of Jesus continues in the life and work of the church and that is you and me, you and me. Luke wrote this to a person named Theophilus whose name means lover of God. And so we can look at this story or we can look at this letter of the book of Acts as he wrote it to us as lovers of God. As lovers of God, you and I have been invited to join this journey with God through the power and the relationship of the Holy Spirit in Jesus to, to see these types of things happen in our own life and to, and to see how God would use us in our day and time through the life of the church here on planet earth. And so it's exciting. Today, I, I, with a little bit of time I got left, I want to preach a message called Moved by the Spirit, a New Beginning. Moved by the Spirit, a New Beginning. I feel like the heartbeat of the beginning of Acts is really about how God desires to give people a new beginning. And, uh, but it's up to us to accept that and walk that out. And, um, but I, I, I really feel like the first little bit of Acts kind of has that theme, that mantra, that heartbeat. God showing, hey, I long to give people a new beginning. You know, we, we love new beginnings as people. We love new beginnings. We celebrate anniversaries. They're milestones, not only of what has been, but looking forward to what lies ahead, a new beginning. We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate graduations from different uh, places of, of education and different things to move from one thing to the next. There's a new chapter of life. There's a new beginning. As we prayed over all of our students last week and all of our different college uh, young folks moving on, you know, it's signs of new beginnings. And we, we all love new beginnings. In fact, God t- tells us in his word that his mercies are new every morning. Every morning we have the chance, as people of faith, we have the chance to live in that new, fresh beginning that God supplies us by his mercies. And I think Acts has that heartbeat going for it as well. And, I, and we're going to look here. Just We're just going to try to cover these, these first two chapters today. I'm not going verse by verse uh, on, on this today. Uh, I'm gonna, I've kind of clustered some verses together, and we'll approach it that way. And I just have three, three kind of, not really thoughts, but three kind of action points of how, of how God worked in these people's lives, in these believers' lives to bring about a new beginning. And uh, it, it starts in, in chapter 1 
um, verse 1. The first one is they needed to expect more. They needed to expect more. Verse 1, here it is. Luke writes, In my first book I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach till the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. And once he was eating with them and he commanded them, he said, Hey, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 6 says, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and to restore our kingdom? And he replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Here's what I kind of gather from that portion at the beginning of Acts, is that he was, Jesus spent some time letting his disciples know, hey, there is a future, but you need to expect more. Expect more of what lies ahead. He spent 40 days after his resurrection from time to time trying to prove to them he was alive and he talked to them about the kingdom of God and he said, hey, John's baptism happened and that's a baptism of repentance to turn your life around but it won't be long before you have the opportunity to be ba- have the baptism of the Holy Spirit which will keep your life turned around. It will keep your life turned around. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It says when, and then they kept asking him, it's like they almost went right by that. They was like they weren't even interested in, in a transformed life. They were like, but when will all these other things happen? They were getting caught up in all the timelines of the earth. When will you do this? When will you restore here? When will you do this for us? And he was like, kind of like, none ya. None ya business. As a parent, you ever told your kid that? They ask you this and ask you that, and you're like, well, it's none you. What? None your business. That's why. You'll find out when it's time to find out. And Jesus was trying to get them to get their heart and their mind, their view, that there's more than what they think is, can happen. They were concentrated just solely on the earthly matters. What would be good for them? What, what would benefit them at the time? Sure, it could help bring peace to their, to their turmoil. But it would not be the lasting peace that the Prince of Peace could bring. And he says, basically, look, your purpose, guys, is it's not to know all the timelines of the earth. Your purpose is you need to concentrate on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Be filled with the Holy Spirit because when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it says then you're able to be everything that you were created to be. You, you're able to express the life and the character of Jesus wherever you go, in whatever situation. It doesn't matter what time of the earth is, that if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the ability then to live out and express the life and the character of Jesus. I think it would probably be a fair assessment to say all hands would go up that Jesus did a pretty good job of changing the world in his three and a half years of ministry. 
He did more in three and a half years than men do in their entire lifetime and generations thereafter. So he knew what he was talking about. And so instead of getting caught up in all of the different things of the earth, not that you don't pay attention or that you're not aware, but it's not the number one thing you're after. The number one thing you're after is for the Holy Spirit to be at the foreground of your life, for the Holy Spirit to lead you, because remember, the Holy Spirit's been where you and I are called to go. The Holy Spirit knows exactly how the days of time will end, how the days of time will begin, and how everything will come together at the point of time where God the Father says, Jesus, now's the time. Leave your throne. Go claim the earth. And there will become a new heaven and a new earth. He said, but in the meantime, while we're living, come on, let's get our, let's get our focus on the right thing. And that is expect more. There is more beyond baptism of water. It's necessary. It's needed. It's a sign of repentance. You need more. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life. The baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life will cause you to be more than you could ever be on your own. The, the power and the flow and the movement of God through the Holy Spirit in our life allows us to be more than we could ever be before. And that's what he was getting at. Look, make sure you wait in Jerusalem so that you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Don't get caught up in the timelines of the earth, but rather focus on what more lies ahead in front of you. You see, when we expect more from the Holy Spirit, we will receive more and we will be more. If we want to be more of a better parent. We want to be more of a better spouse. We want to be more of a stronger follower of Christ. Then we're going to need the more of what the Holy Spirit can bring us. We never should underestimate the power of the more of the Holy Spirit. He said, expect more. And so that's what they did. Let's check out the second part of this. You guys with me? Let's check out the, the, the next part of this. As they expected more, they followed through with that, and here's what they did in verse 12. It says, the apostles returned to Jerusalem. Again, keep in mind, this is fresh. This is brand new. This, their actions here and what they're doing is all new. They're just trying to obey Jesus in this. It said, the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives about a half mile. When they arrived, they went upstairs to an upstairs room of the house where they were staying. And these are the ones who were there, Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They all met together, and they were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. It says, During the time when about 120 believers were together in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. Jump down to verse 24. It says, they all prayed. Oh, Lord, you know every heart. You know every heart. Show us which one of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas, the betrayer, in this ministry. For he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and Matthias uh, was selected to become an apostle with the other 11. They went back to Jerusalem. They were taking Jesus' word at his word to expect more. There is more than what we have experienced thus far. There's more to this thing than we know. And so what we're going to do, we're going to go back to Jerusalem. We're going to just pray. We're just going to take some time to sit and pray together. Before we do anything else, we're just going to pray. 
before I, we make any more decisions, I'm just going to pray. What a concept. Again, this is... Now, Jesus did speak to them and teach them about how to pray and all of those things, but here they are on their own making the decision to be intentional to just pray. Again, Jesus, they're fresh off of Jesus' betrayal, his arrest, his crucifixion, his resurrection, him showing up at times, walking through walls calling him onto the beach out of their boat to have some, some, some breakfast, talking to them, constantly proving to them, hey, I'm not dead, I am alive like I said I would be. And he reminded them again of the kingdom of God. This, was, this had never happened before. So they're going through this for the first time. They're fresh off of all of those types of experiences and emotions. Can you imagine the roller coaster of emotions they were dealing with? And here they were trying to understand and, and kind of grasp and wrestle with, you know, hey, what, what's going on? What is going on? And here they were. Here they were. And, and they go to pray. They just go to pray. But here's what one of the things they prayed about. And this is something you and I have to take note of. That if, if we're going to experience new beginnings in the Lord, we have, to, we have to be willing to kind of do what they did. And that was they were willing to, to expel their past. They were willing to let go of the old. You see, they, they, they had decided, you know, we're not going to cry over Judas. Judas did what Judas did. He betrayed it hurt. It caused a lot of pain. It caused a lot of chaos. Judas did what he did. We're just going to let that go. Lord, we're praying right now. Help us. We just want to let go of the past. We could, we could live hurt and offended by the actions of Judas and what he did to us, how he stole from the treasure box and did all these other things, and he lied. Or and we can make excuses on that, or we could just, you know what, let it go. you got somebody else who's going to take his place. We're going to move on. We're just going to move forward. We're just going to do whatever it is you want us to do. We're going to give it to you, Lord. And that's what they did. They spent that time praying. Notice this is prior to chapter 2, which we'll get into in just a second. Before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost happened, they had to make a conscious decision and a willingness to let go of their past. Now, they didn't know just yet what day this was going to happen. We have the knowledge now of knowing that it was 50 days after, after Passover on the day of Pentecost that this happened. But they spent time before anything else. If we're going to be able to move forward, if we're going to be able to trust the Lord at His Word we're going to have to just let go of the past. We're going to have to let it go. And friends, I know that's easier said than done because our minds like to remember. Our, our, the, and, and then when we remember, it brings up certain feelings and emotions and things. And I'm not talking about just relationally. I'm talking about the past of your sins because that's where the enemy likes to really plague us at is to remind us of how bad and how corrupt and how jacked up we really are. But when we just say, you know what? I am jacked up. 
I got a lot of problems. I know I had that going on, but I'm not who I used to be. I'm on my way to becoming more of who God has called me to be. That I know I don't play to be, I know I'm not pretending to be perfect, but at the same time, I know my perfect God is working things out in his perfect way in me. I know I got a temper, but the power and the patience of the Holy Spirit working with me is going to help me move beyond that. Whatever it is, I'm just, whatever it might be in our life, I do have a temper, so that was real for me. (laughs) Help Holy Spirit. And so they were willing to just pray, let go of it, and give it to the Lord, and then accept His plan. Whatever you decide, however it's decided, right here. And then they pick the next person. And they're just like, you know, that's what we're going with. And they were like, you know, this shows us that regardless, if there's anyone else who's going to be a part of this circle of 120, we're willing to just go forward with this 120 and we'll just do whatever it is you've called us to do. We're going to live for you, Jesus. Regardless if there's anybody else joined this team or not, we're going to do whatever it is you say to do. They were determined. They were so determined to expel their past that they didn't care if anybody else joined. They were like, we're going to do it. We're amped up, man. We are jacked up on some Holy Spirit Mountain Dew, and we're going to take the world for Jesus. If we want to experience a new beginning in God, then we have to be willing to let go of the old. Maybe there's some old relationships that we still cater to, that are still familiar in our our path. Maybe there's some old habits that we've just got to get sick and tired of and be like, you know what? It's time for me to move past this. It's time for me to move beyond this. Maybe some hang-ups. Maybe there's some patterns in our life that are dysfunctional, that are not leading to healthy outcomes. And we just got to get to a place where, we're, you know what, I can't stay the same and expect to be changed and be different. I have to be willing to be changed. Therefore, I have to be willing to let go of some patterns in my life that are not leading to healthy outcomes. Whatever it is, like these disciples, like these apostles, like all of these 120 of mixed people, they prayed, they let go, and they let God. And when they let go and they let God, chapter 2 kicks in, Luke writes about, and here's the third thought. They expected more. Jesus said, expect more. They prayed to expel their past. And thirdly, they were at a place where they could experience the Spirit. Verse uh, 1, chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost. Now, this is probably some of the most famous few verses in Acts. Lots of people go Acts 2, 1 through 4. It says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. You see here, this pillar of fire 
is the same pillar of fire that led Israel from bondage to the promised land. It was noted in the Old Testament with Moses' leadership. They were led by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, leading them out of bondage into a new beginning, into the promised land. And it's the same pillar of fire that you see here manifesting to initiate a new beginning in this day and time. A new beginning. The Holy Spirit brought a new beginning. God wants each of us to have our own individual pillar of fire and freshness from the Holy Spirit. And the new beginning that we see here, here's what it brought about. It brought about the power to live a transformed life. The Holy Spirit comes in our life to produce a transformed life, to keep us in that direction of God. And we see this particularly, we see this in a lot of people here, but there's one person in particular that Luke highlights and and it just it's mesmerizing because any one of us could be this person. And he highlights Peter, the apostle Peter. Look at this in verse 14. It said Peter stepped forward with the other 11 uh, apostles and he shouted to the crowd. And then he began to preach a message. And you see here how Peter was moved by the Spirit into a new beginning. You see, the Holy Spirit wants to move our life forward in a way that brings new beginnings to us. Because of the cycle of life, the cycles and the seasons of things that happen in life, different things bring different results into our life. Pain and grief, sadness, disappointment, discouragement, depending on what we say yes to in this world, can bring addiction, can bring entrapments, can bring strongholds in our life. And the Holy Spirit wants to bring freedom. And the Holy Spirit wants to bring His power. The Holy Spirit wants to bring the love of Christ because all of that does is creates a new beginning for us. And we see here Peter was moved by the Spirit into a new beginning because it says he stepped forward. He, here he was on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, the pillar of fire doing that. All 120 were experiencing their own unique freshness of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then Peter steps forward and he began to preach this message. Now, it wasn't just six weeks earlier that Peter had denied the Lord three times. He had denied him three times. And then it was just a few days later where after the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus calls Peter over to the, to the beach and he's like, I need to talk to you, man. He's like, uh, do you love me? You ask him that three times and Peter each time answered him yes. And here Peter was experiencing something for the very first time this pillar of fire resting on him, the sign of the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon his life. He was primed. He was at this point where he could be like, you know what? I could kind of play into the familiarity of my past where I denied the Lord and be like, you know, as exciting as this day is, 
I don't think I'm qualified. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I should be the one that God is calling to step up here today. But instead of playing to the familiarity of his past, he remembered that last conversation he had with Jesus on the beach where Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? And each time he said yes, and each time Jesus responded back then, care for my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. In other words, Peter, I know you love me, and I love you, and I love you so much that I'm calling you to care for others. I'm calling you to do something big for me. And Peter, on this day, of, on this day the day of Pentecost, he, he had these things perhaps going on. I could either say yes to all that the Lord is wanting to do right now, or I could shrink back and I could go back to the old Peter that I was. And man, how often are you and I tempted to do that? How often are you and I on any given day, on any given season, we are tempted to either play into the familiarity of our past or step up to what the Lord has for our future. And every time you and I have stepped up to the future of what God is wanting to do, we see a little bit more of our past trimmed off of us. A little bit more of the chiseling work of the Holy Spirit in our life, changing us, transforming us, doing things in our life that we could not do on our own strength. And that's where Peter was. And so here's what happened. Peter stepped up that day and he said, I'm going to go all in with Jesus today. I'm going to go all. I don't understand all this pillar of fire stuff. I hear all these languages going on that I don't understand. And it kind of makes me weird. But here's the deal. I'm going to go with God in this. And I'm just going to trust that he's going to sort this thing out. And he's going to make it make sense one day. And there's going to be some changes that happen. And I'm just going to say yes to the Lord. And I'm going to let whatever he has for me come out. And I'm going to let him use me in whatever way he wants to use me. I'm not going to hold back anymore. I'm not going to have any reservations anymore. I'm not going to try to control it anymore. I'm just going to let the work of the Holy Spirit now have his full reign in my life. And that's where he was. And he decided to step forward and he preached the message. And because he stepped up and he let God use him and he experienced the power and the transformation of the Holy Spirit, 3,000 people got saved that day. How about that? 3,000 people gave their life to Jesus because Peter, who once used to deny the Lord, now stepped up and preached a message for the Lord, and God, through the Holy Spirit, changed his life. Don't, don't underestimate the moment of the power of the Holy Spirit in a person's life. How just six weeks, we're not talking six years, we're talking six weeks, a change took place. We're talking six weeks, how Peter, who was scared, running for his life, has now been used by God to preach a message and 3,000 people come to the Lord. Six weeks in a moment when we go all in with God and we give Him full access to our life. Friends, you don't have to try to understand it all. There's somebody in this area over here today, you're trying to understand it all. You're trying to, you're trying to make it make sense to you. And you're trying to fit God in a certain, in a certain box to fit your, your, uh, your mindset. And God wants to let you know today, you can't make him fit into your mindset. He makes you fit into his. 
And, there's, and whoever that is here today, he doesn't want me to point anybody out today, but he just wants to rest assured he knows who you are and he knows who, what you're wrestling with. He, he knows, he knows what, what you're, what's going on in, in your thought patterns. And he's saying, look, you need to quit wrestling with me. You need to quit kicking against me. You need to quit fighting against me. You need to quit trying to explain it to make it make sense to you. And you need to have faith and trust me. And when you do that, I surely will change the thing you struggle with the most. I will change the thing you struggle with the most. I will change the thing you struggle with the most. And your life will never be the same again. You will be so moved by my love for you, you will never question me again. You will never doubt me again. And there will be some people that you know in your life who will wonder, is what's happening real in her and in him? Is that real in them? And the power of the Holy Spirit wants to work in your life so much, he just says, you need to let go and you need to let me. I don't know who it's for, and he doesn't want me to say, but it's some way over here that the power of the Holy Spirit is strong right now, and he's gripped your attention, and he's saying all it does is take a simple yes. You don't have to try to know everything. Just say yes to me, and I'll bring it about, and I'll make it come to pass in your life. Come on, give God thanks for that. There's... As you and I know, if you don't know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers of the unseen world. And that's what's going on. And that's what Peter did that day. His message spoke and 3,000 said yes. The experience of the Spirit in our life moves us to have new beginnings. Peter moved by the Spirit into a new beginning. And as you step forward like Peter did, God will empower you for what's next. Because we're kind of like, well, I'd like to know that I can do it. I'd like to know that I've got it all for me and working in my favor before I say yes, God. And he's like, if you'll just step out, I'll empower you to do what I've called you to do. And then the effect, 3,000 people. You see, 3,000 people's lives turned around. Not only was Peter moved by the Spirit into a new beginning, now people were moved by the Spirit into a new beginning. And for the sake of time, it's the last several verses of chapter 2 verses 42 through 47, basically they devoted themselves to what was now called the church. This is where the church first was born. The Spirit lit the flame. And the church of Jesus was birthed. Their new normal, listen to what some of their new normals were. They were growing in the Word of God. They had rich fellowship with each other. They took communion together. They spent time praying. They saw signs and wonders happen regularly. They shared with each other. They cared for one another. They were generous with each other. They were displaying the life and the character of Jesus in real life through their time in their situations. And they still had issues in their country. They still had issues in their nation. 
But it didn't stop the church from being the church. In fact, that's they, you were going to find out they became stronger. The more, the more things that happened, the stronger the church got. And as a result, it said at the end of verse 47 that people came to the, to the Lord daily. People were coming to know Jesus daily because the people of God were operating in their new normal. They were being moved by the Spirit. And I love that so much. Because the issue at first was that people around thought, man, these people are, are, are goofy. They're drunk speaking in all these different languages. And that's what Peter's beginning of his matches was like. He's like, you know what? It's just nine in the morning. These people aren't drunk. And then he goes off on the tangent. He goes, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Joel chapter 2 talked about all this. He prophesied that years before that this would happen. But they were, be, they were willing. They were willing to expect more. There's got to be more than what I have had before. They were willing to let go of their past to let go of anything old and stale in their life. They weren't going to hold on to it for the rest of their life. They were going to let it go. And because they could do that, they made room in their life. The Holy Spirit could just fill them. The Holy Spirit could just be great in them. And the Holy Spirit transformed them to experience a new beginning. What about you? If you're able to stand, let's stand to our feet. What about you today? Do you need a new beginning? Do you need a new beginning, a fresh beginning in your life? And I know maybe naturally you might have, might have just moved, might have just bought a new house, might have bought a new car, might be going to a new school. Might to be, you might get, you're might in a, play, a path of you're about to get married, about to have a child. There's all natural new beginnings, yes. But there's a work in our heart that the Lord wants to do to bring you a new beginning. Because you and I are called to make a difference in this world. And we can't do that out of our own strength. We have to have the moving of the Spirit in our life. What about you? Do you need a new beginning? Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Holy Spirit, come. If you want a new beginning, of, just lift your hands to the Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Come today. Surprise us. Use the word, the word suddenly was used. Suddenly a sound came from heaven. Lord, Suddenly move in our life. Move in us in such a way by your Spirit to bring a new beginning, oh God. We can't live off of old manna. It has to be fresh. We can't live off of an experience years ago. We need fresh. So fresh in a way, God, that, it, that you transform us like you did in these believers' lives. And you use our life to make a difference in someone else's life. 
Help us, O oh Lord, to expect there's got to be more. Help us, O oh Lord, like these disciples did. They prayed and they let you have whatever it was that they were holding on to. Lord, there's someone here today that is, that is struggling with truly letting go. And the Lord wants to tell you that if you will truly give it to Him. To you, you may feel like, man, I've been trying to give it to Him for a long time. But it, to no avail. The Lord says today, release it. Release it into Him. He will free you. And He will change you. Let us be like those disciples, Lord, where we pray and we let it go. And yes, let us experience your spirit in a fresh way. In such a fresh way that it melts all fears and it changes who we are. To be more like you, Jesus, on this earth. In Jesus' name.